Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Loud Outdoors. On the mic with you in the office. It's raining again. Another cloudy day. And it just kind of goes along with today's message. I actually put this message together yesterday. I talked a little bit about it last night. I, I got on here late last night and did our podcast for yesterday. Used a poem uh, because it was so late. I didn't want to get into this message, but this message came out of yesterday. And, and I and I talked a little bit about it last night. Um, and, and you'll catch some of that if you listen to last night's uh, reading or the poem. But um, I, I titled this today, Cloudy Days. And when I when I talk about bad day, I, I, I did not have a good day yesterday. I struggled yesterday. Um, maybe it was because it's been raining for three days, or I don't really know. I think we, we need the rain, desperate for the rain. We've been praying for rain. But there was a lot of things that wasn't going the way I wanted them to go. Um, and, and, and worry kind of took over. Uh, it shouldn't, but it does from time to time. We're all susceptible to uh, our human nature, even though we may have a faith base we may be supposedly strong in our faith, but oftentimes our human nature um, battles. We, we fight that battle daily, and our minds are always thinking. There are days when it seems like we have an overflow of thoughts that we can't control. We may be dealing with one problem that can begin to turn into other problems. You know, that snowball effect that we see. The one thing the enemy is great at is attacking our minds. The enemy constantly tries to get us to believe that we're not good enough. He wants us to believe that we're not deserving of what God has for us. And he's always beating us down emotionally. What if I told you that everything the enemy says about us is a lie? Let me read that again. What if I were to tell you that everything the enemy says about you is a lie? And actually, that is a truth. The enemy is out there to steal, kill, and destroy. He is the, the author of, of deceit, of lying. Let's take a look at 1 Peter chapter 5. You know, I love Peter, but listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 through 9. He says, Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, and immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. And I think that's one of another one of his greatest tactics is to isolate us, to get us to feeling like he's got us into a corner and no one else is going through the problems that we're going through. No one else struggles like we struggle. No one else fights the battles like we fight. And again... Everything he's telling you is a lie. Peter gives Christians a list of instructions on how we should live. He urges us to stay clear-minded, to pay attention to what's happening in our lives in the world. He encourages us to be alert because the devil wants to cause harm to us for the rest of our lives. We need to recognize those attacks. Our place in the kingdom is secure. The devil knows and understands he can't take that away from us, but he will do anything to waver our faith and our trust in God. We've got to learn to stand firm and have strong faith when the enemy attacks us in these places. We're to trust in God's promises. One thing we should always experience is the peace of God. Peace is a gift from God. It's something that we should cherish every day. Our minds, our bodies, our spirits rest when we have peace. One thing that can easily destroy our peace is worry. 
Worry is one of the most used things by the enemy. Once he gets us to worry, the enemy knows that we have given him access to our mind and our thoughts. Our attitudes begin to change when we worry. Doubt begins to creep in when we worry. We start to let the smallest things affect us when we worry. I was kind of ate up yesterday with worry. Rhonda spent a great deal of time yesterday being being the, the spokesperson for our family, being the minister for our family. As she ministered to me throughout the day as I struggled through the things that I was worrying over, uh, finances, jobs, uh, what can I do, how can I do, all of these things that bottleneck us up and, and cause us to stumble. And, and here she is speaking promises to me, praying over us. At least two times yesterday, she took me by the hand and just simply began to pray for peace. Pray for peace to surround me and for God to give me courage and strength to stand against the enemy's attacks. He is constantly working to take us away from God's presence and our relationship with him. So we've got to stay rooted in scripture and live in God's peace. We are to take up our shield of faith. We're to seek God diligently. We're to cast our cares on God. Remember the promises of God and remember that God is faithful. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8 is a perfect scripture for when we begin to worry. It says this, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. It goes on to say, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. God is giving us very simple instructions when dealing with difficult times. We are to spend our time in prayer and practice these things. The more we pray, the more we become in God's presence. The more we practice, the more we begin to experience the peace of God. Our faith increases. The doubt and fear begin to go away. We've got to learn to rely on God because if we don't, we will begin to carry a burden that isn't meant for us to carry. God works for our greater good, so get in the presence of God now. Remember what I've been talking about lately, His presence, we need more than His power. It's because if we're in His presence, His power exudes in His presence. As Christians, we've got to learn to live a life of wanting to help and serve others. Putting others before ourselves shows that we're willing to sacrifice our desires and wants to live as Jesus did. If we constantly think about ourselves instead of others, it can lead to a life of endless pain, even to sin and even hatred, bitterness. Believe it or not, when the enemy can see that we are always thinking about ourselves before others, he'll use it to his advantage. The enemy doesn't just use our hardships or circumstances to attack us. Our way of thinking is a gateway for the enemy to get to, to us. Being selfish, 
seeking revenge, or having hatred towards others should never be our way of thinking. Romans 12.21 tells us not to be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil by doing what? Good. It is simply telling us to give back. Be a helping hand in someone's life. Serve in our community. Serve in our church. Be a light in someone's life because we never know what our words or actions could do for someone. Speaking a gentle word, just being a friend, just smiling at someone, just telling them, hey, thinking about you today. All of these actions can be huge when someone is struggling. I am often find myself thinking about someone and I'll just pick up my phone and I'll shoot them a text or I'll send them a message on Facebook and just let them know how I'm thinking about you today. I'm praying for you. I, I can't tell you how many times I get back, man, I, I needed that today. I, I just needed a little encouragement today. I needed to know that someone was thinking about me or praying for me. Acts of love, kindness, and generosity are some things that we should try thinking about and practicing as we continue to live a life of goodness. Do you know God understands your feelings? He not only understands our feelings, but he also cares about our pain. We don't have to say a word for God to know what we think or feel at any point in our existence. God knows us better than anyone else. He created us, remember? In Psalm 61, David cried out to God. David was struggling. He was lost. A simple cry out to God brought David peace and comfort. He was able to see that God was his rock. In Psalm 61, 1-4, it says this, Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you. When my heart is overwhelmed and weak, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, a rock that is too high to reach without your help. For you have been a shelter and a refuge for me, a strong tower against the enemy. Let me dwell in your tent forever, and let me take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Just like David we should cry out to God when times become dark or hard. When our hearts and thoughts are overwhelmed, crying out to God brings us stability. It brings comfort and a sense of safety. I, I, would, I would add this into my notes. It's not written here in front of me, but I would tell you this. Don't wait till things become hard. Don't wait till you find yourself in darkness to cry out to God. Begin to spend time with God on a, on a daily basis, even when it's good, even when life is awesome, even when it's bright outside give him praise, give him glory. And it, and it brings you into a place of security of knowing that when times are dark, when times are hard, that you'll already have that ability to speak freely with the Lord. I'm sure we've all had moments where we thought the light would never shine through the darkness. Our struggles, our pains, the circumstances may have seemed like they would never end, but a simple cry out to God changed the entire trajectory of our situation and brought deliverance to our lives. I can tell you I've had those moments in my life. I can also tell you I'm still waiting on some. I'm, I'm waiting on God to show up in some of the circumstances of my life. But he's been there through so many. Been there through so many that I can't doubt that he won't show up again. I know he will. Do you know how much of a blessing it is for God to sacrifice his son for our sins? I want you to truly think about this. God loves us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his one and only son. You know, I never really understood the depth or, or just what that meant throughout a good portion of my life, even though I was raised up with an understanding of what it meant, but I didn't truly understand the depth of it. But now that I've have a better understanding through, through my surrender to Christ, my personal relationship with God, 
and what he truly means to me, I now sometimes sit in awe at just how great God really is. God has given us the hope of eternal life. God's desires for every one of us to be saved. God wants us to be happy and joyful. He wants us to have hope and peace through the good times and the hard times. With all of that said, can you tell me just what true power the enemy holds over us? Go ahead, answer it. What true power does our enemy hold over us? The answer, our enemy has no power. What he says or wants us to think doesn't hold any power because God has already shown us his unfailing love by sacrificing his son for us. We were saved the moment Jesus was nailed to that cross. Anyone who believes in Jesus Christ will be saved. The the message I'm trying to get across is, is to stop believing the lie that the enemy continues to put in front of us. God is telling us in Scripture that we all have to do, all we have to do is believe. Believe that Jesus died for our sins, accept his blood sacrifice over us, and surrender completely to him. The attacks of the enemy are insufficient. They hold no weight. The enemy's agenda to get us to believe in a lie, he wants us to think the things that can't get better. He wants us to believe that God's promises aren't true. If you are ever in a season in your life where stress, unhappiness, depression, anger, and struggle have started to take effect in your life, always reflect on the sacrifice God has made. Romans 5, 8 says, But God clearly shows and proves His own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Very familiar passage, John three sixteen, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that He even gave His one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in Him as Savior shall not perish, but have every eternal life. I love that. And, and I talk a lot about the word believes. Whosoever believes, in every version of the Bible that you look at, that word is plural. And if you go back to its Hebrew origins and Greek origins, the word believes doesn't even exist in that language. It, 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 it tells you that there's a process, an ongoing event. It's a process word. It's not something that I've done one time and I'm good to go for the rest of my life. That word simply means it is an ongoing event. So as long as I continue to trust, as long as I continue to follow him, as long as I continue to surrender to him, to to, to call on him as my savior, I have eternal life. God's love never fails. We're saved by grace. What promises of God can you reflect on when the enemy tries to attack your mind? How can you stop worrying about what you haven't allowed God to handle? What causes or what can cause uh, or or maybe what can you use from Philippians 4, 6, and 8 that can be applied to specific areas of your life? Think about for a moment when you showed acts of goodness and ask yourself, how did it make you feel? After you've been kind to someone, how, did, how does that make you feel? What are some of the ways or places that you can start serving God and others? There's multitudes. What is something currently overwhelming you that you have not brought before the Lord? I, I get caught in this. Yesterday was one of those days. I allowed myself to be drugged down. I allowed myself to be uh, manipulated by the enemy and his lies. I was overtaken by worry. I, I was overtaken by stress. And even my wife recognized that, and she prayed over us throughout the day because it was not something I could just wash out of. I struggled throughout the day. 
I got on the mic late last night and, and I felt much better after speaking the word of God and allowing him to pour into me. And I woke this morning with, with, a, with a new look on life, a new grasp on the, on the altar of God. And I'm not going to turn loose until I have the answers that I'm calling out for. Let me pray this with you. And, and I would like, maybe if nothing else, that you go back and listen to this as many times as you need to. But I want this to become your prayer tonight as I pray this over us. Lord, thank you for sacrificing your one and only son to pay for our sins. Thank you for your immense love. Thank you for everything that you have and will do for each of us. We commit to following you, Jesus. We will have a life of peace. We'll have a life of joy. And we'll have a life of happiness. Father, I pray for strength when our minds begin to wander into negative places and thoughts. I pray that we can trust and have faith in the promises that you have made and will keep. Lord, help us live in humility and to seek you on a daily basis. Father, help us fix our eyes on what is honorable and right. Help us think about the things in our life that are worthy of your praise and that we give you glory for. Cover our bodies in your armor so that we're equipped for the war that is ahead. We stand on your promises, Father, for you will never leave us or forsake us. We can stand tall with our head held high, knowing that our unconditional love will drive away all our worries. Lord, from this moment forward, we will serve others and spread your goodness to the best of our abilities. Help us to think of others before thinking of ourselves. Fill our hearts with kindness. Fill our hearts with love, words of encouragement and generosity. Help us live for the good of others instead of for ourselves. Lord, we cry out to you asking for peace, asking for rest, asking for comfort in our lives. Through our darkest moments, the moments in which we struggle, that the times we become overwhelmed and when we feel lost, Lord, we pray for your grace and for your care. Rest our mind and bring peace to our hearts. Place us at the top of the rock so that we can find rest and safety in you, the rock of our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to share a portion of, of my struggle with you. Um, I, I know that we all are challenged in this day and time that we're in. We are fighting a fight. We're in the, engaged in a battle. We're engaged in warfare, uh, and it's a constant. Uh, there is no easy life with Christ. Uh, he never told us there would be an easy life. He simply said that they would persecute us because of our relationship with him. Uh, the enemy is not going to let up. We're simply to put on our armor, to sharpen our sword, and prepare for battle every moment of every day. I know that maybe sounds scary to some of us, but the truth of the matter is, is remember, he's a poser. He's not truly a lion that can eat us. He simply goes around posing as one, trying to scare us, trying to overcome our minds with worry, stress, doubt, fear, whatever it may be. Those are not of God. None of those are. God says he brings peace. He is the author of peace. Satan is the author of confusion. I challenge you today, when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling worried, spend some time praying. Plug in some worship music. Surround yourself with God's presence. 
Find yourself in the midst of his embrace and watch what happens to the attack of the enemy. Watch what happens to your spirit. Problems don't simply fade away, but it does give us a different perspective of how to deal with those problems. Amen. Rhonda and I love you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for praying with us, praying for us, walking with us on this journey. We know that God has called us out to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. And by partnering with us, you're on that journey with us as well. May God bless you today. May you have an incredible weekend as as you find yourselves uh, as we roll downhill towards the weekend today. God bless you. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. We'll talk to you again real soon.